Well, this is Travel Writers Radio on Melbourne's J Air 88 FM. Thanks so much for joining us again. I'm your host, Graham Kemlow, and my co-host tonight is Rita Ehrlich. Hi, Rita. Hi, Graham. Hope you're well. Hello, listeners. Yes, I'm well, and you uh, have been decovidated. Is that the yes, word? Yes, something like that. Right. But I'm you're feeling fine. much better. I'm feeling very much better. Well, that's great to hear. Well, I wrote this week about the apparent demise of Friday night drinks. Now, the Greens, that political party, have now said what everybody in Melbourne was thinking. Fridays are work-from-home days, so Friday night drinks are virtually dead, and Thursday night drinks are officially a thing. It's no secret that public transport revenue is down, car parks are not as full, and the roads on Mondays and Fridays in Melbourne are much quieter. Melbourne City Council has been pushing for a return to full city offices, in part because the ecosystem of cafes, restaurants and bars that cater for workers is suffering badly from two years of little or no trade. Now, many of these have shut down, as evidenced if you wander through the city by empty shop fronts. But when bosses tried to demand a five-day week in the office, some staff opted to cancel and to leave the industry. Others wanted the freedom to work from home without the cost and time and the considerations of a long commute. So the concept of core days in the office came about, and Fridays were the most favoured days, obviously, closely followed by Mondays in the home office. Hoteliers and restaurateurs confirmed with me this past week this trend, not only in Melbourne, but also in Sydney. But you know it's really serious when a political party dares to float a contentious idea such as this on the eve of a state election. The Greens want a two-year, $60 million trial so workers can transition to the shorter working week with no loss of pay or entitlements, but with an expectation of better employee wellness and productivity. It'll be interesting to hear the hospitality industry and the business tourism industry's response to this phenomena. But maybe Fridays could be designated as official training days, face-to-face Fridays for training, networking and team building. Rita. That's an, I like the idea of face-to-face Friday. Anyway, we have lots of things, other things tonight on Travel Writers Radio. Our US-based reporter, Kristen Henning, reports on Memphis, Tennessee, which almost everybody would recognise as the home of Elvis Presley and a group of musicians, including the late Jerry Lee Lewis, who died last week. It's also regarded as the home of the civil rights movement since Martin Luther King Jr. was assassinated there in April 1968. But the city is also emerging now as a food destination, particularly if you're partial to American barbecue. Reporter Helen Hayes visits Mimosa Winery. Mimosa is a small family-run business on the sapphire coast of New South Wales, between Bermagui and Tathra. Graham Kemlo speaks with Joe Gardner of Australian Wildflowers, who farms wildflowers on a number of large holdings in the Grampians region. Joe explains how the local region has backed her project 
to build a luxury resort on her property abutting the National Park and the trailhead for a world-class walking trail from Mount Zero, 160 kilometres south to Dunkeld. In our hashtag Worth a Thousand Words segment this week, Graham Kemlow, who was on a boat, captured an image of a group of Sydney secondary schoolgirls who had finished class for the day. They found a rock ledge about six metres above the harbour at Vaucluse and proceeded to jump in, first one, then three, until all ten of them had leapt feet first. And in our long-form feature interview this week... Adelaine Ng speaks with a leadership coach and mentor who works mostly with people from the C-suite, the CEO, CFO, COO. That's all coming up on Travel Writers Radio here on JAIR 88FM in Melbourne.